This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Maya Hollihan on the line. Hey, Maya, how are you? I am fabulous. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, you're with Loyalty Brands and mm-hmm. our loyalty, you know, the president of loyalty networking, I should yes. say. And one of the things uh, that we talked about briefly in the, in the pre-show notes, and we can talk about all kinds of different things, <laughs> whether it's marketing, branding, and everything else. But one of the topics that you are really good at is networking etiquette. And I think that's an area where a majority of people either stumble when they go about it or mm-hmm. they just blatantly break every rule under the sun. <laughs> That's right. That's so exactly I, right. So I want to hear a little bit about your organization and then specifically sure. we can jump right in on the networking etiquette side of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I am the president of loyalty networking and we are a startup. We're a little over four months old business to business networking organization. Um, lots of differentiators, but similar to a BNI or a LATIP or a Vistage. Uh, and um, Loyalty Networking is a subsidiary of Loyalty Brands, which is founded by John Hewitt, our founder. Um, this is his third company. He founded Jackson Hewitt Tax Service and Liberty Tax Service. And with Loyalty Brands, we're going beyond taxes. We are, we are really creating and partnering with franchises that focus on small business services. Uh, so we have five verticals. One is a business broker. Um, we have a barter company. We have a Hispanic tax uh, retail business. Um, we're working on small business uh, accounting boutique services and then loyalty networking. And so, um, you know, we, we really are committed to helping business executives, entrepreneurs, and business professionals be the best networkers that they can be. And, and with our model, um, hopefully be having them be able to um, become entrepreneurs in their own right when it comes to networking, basically finding another way to bring in some passive income to support their primary business. And, and that's crucial. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle is, you know, they've launched their own business. Maybe they're still in a day job type of situation and they're trying to figure out, okay, how do I find the right clients and mm-hmm. you know, how do I start organically growing my business to the point where it can be my primary um, goal and focus in right. life and careers. And that's, I think where everybody wants to get to if they're launching um, their own business, unless mm-hmm. it's just a hobby, which um, in most cases that's not the situation. So what, what are some of the things that you see um, that, you know, some people are doing well and then, you know, we can definitely jump into, you know, all the missteps that people are doing, which uh, seems to be more prevalent because um, there's very few of us that, you know, right out of the gate, you know, do this networking thing right. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think there's this perception that networking is a short-term one-off. You kind of just pass out as many business cards as you can and see what sticks, see, see how many people come to you. And that, you know, is really, I mean, not the way to approach networking. And so I think the people that do it right, there's a couple of things that they do. First of all, they make a commitment to do it all the time. It is consistency. They really um, made it a marketing strategy for the long term. 
And, and to be truly successful in networking, you have to network for the long term. You have to create relationships that are not just going to be transactional, but that could benefit you um, operationally or uh, with hiring new employees. Like whatever your business goals are, uh, you need to create a networking strategy that supports that. So I would say that's the first thing is, is commitment and consistency. Uh, and, and probably the biggest thing is being selfless. Um, I think, you know, so, so one of the biggest mistakes is people can be very selfish and it can be very much, I'm selling you this, I'm selling you this, I'm, you know, here, here I am, like learn about my product and my service. And, and um, first of all, that's overwhelming. And secondly, it's just the wrong way to approach networking. It really should be about what can I do for other people? How can I be of service to somebody else? And, and in turn, I might get some business from that. So to me, that's really key. Um, there's a, there's a, a level of sophistication. There's a level of patience um, and understanding of business and how businesses unfold in order for, the, for that to happen. And the third thing I would say is they follow up. They're very, um, people that do networking right, they follow up. They might send a handwritten thank you card. They might pick up the phone and actually call you and want to talk to you on the phone. Um, they, they, they create these sort of unique, personalized ways to stay in touch with the people that they're networking with. They go far you know, away from the generic sort of spamming uh, that you see, not just online, but when you're at a networking event as well. Uh, so I think those are probably the things that, you know, successful networkers do, do the best. One of the things that, that I do, and there's tools to be able to do this, and yes, it's work, uh, anything with you know, this type of work, there's, there's time and effort you have to put into mm -hmm. it. We can't autopilot everything uh, right. uh, because then it comes off as generic, no matter how custom your messaging is it still comes off as generic but the follow-up component of it is crucial because mm -hmm. i find majority of people don't follow up right um they may do one follow-up call and uh and then it you know kind of dies on the vine mm -hmm. you know I, I, you know personal story you know i'm you know working with an organization on some things and you know, when I go back to the email chain and, and phone calls and things like that, I mean, this has been a conversation that's been going on consistently for several months. Mm -hmm. And, but it's, it's keeping, you know, front and center uh, to move them along into the initiative that we're going to work on together. Right. Um, I easily could have just sat back and not done anything and it with the way that uh, they're working, you know, mm -hmm. they've got a lot of things going on in their organization and they probably would have forgotten about it too. And it would, there would have been a great opportunity that went by the wayside because well, no one bothered to follow That's up right. and it, it's, it's crucial uh, to be able to do that. And it, again, and we, we talked about this again in the, in the pre-show where, on LinkedIn, for example, you know, that's a, that's one of the areas that I tend to spend some time in. When I get a connection request, I'm able to kind of sense it's like, okay, this feels like a sales pitch that is mm -hmm. coming. And sure enough, um, within, you know, a minute or so, I get this 18 paragraph message right. you know, offering everything that they do. Like mm -hmm. I barely know this individual and here they are in your face, like right. you're, you know, in, you know, commission salesperson type of thing. And, and you're like, Oh, and you're like, well, do I just disconnect or just yeah. ignore it? <laughs> um, and 
you know, save it? Do I think, would I ever do business with this individual? And, mm-hmm. and no, that's not the approach. I mean, the approach that I, that I take on LinkedIn, and this is something that, you know, a lot of people can do is, you know, figure out you know, if there's synergies between right. connections and, and, and be intentional. Don't just, mm-hmm. you know, collect LinkedIn connections. Like you're connecting, you know, souvenirs when you go on vacation. It's like, no, have a meaningful potential Uh, and either a collaboration or something that you can do to help them or you know somebody that could help them or vice versa you know you you mentioned you know the networking groups like bni and and other organizations like that you know one of the things and a good you know i got somebody a good colleague of mine that you know runs a couple of them and one of the things that she hammered home with me years ago and i've taken to heart is if someone comes to me, because I do coaching and consulting mm-hmm. and whatnot, if someone comes to me and I can't help them for whatever reason, um, whether it's a conflict, maybe it's not in my wheelhouse, things like that, I know other people that could. That's right. And you hand that person off professionally, like, I'm going to refer mm-hmm. you to to this person because they're going to be able to help you better than I can That's right. on this particular fashion. They yep. remember that. And they're Absolutely. like, Absolutely. Wow. It's like you you literally put on the concierge hat and it's like, okay, I'm going to gracefully hand you over. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a warm introduction, either by phone or by email at minimum and do the introduction. You know, of course, reach out to the coach at first and say, okay, I've got somebody. I can't help them, but I think you can. Here's some background information. Right. And it's like, yep, yeah, let's have a conversation. And then you hand them off. And again, they, they feel, wow, I've been taken yeah. care of. Yeah, you didn't, quote unquote, help me, but you did by just right. handing it off to the right person. Absolutely. Well, you set a precedence with that, right? You, you, you have shown this person that you are uh, of integrity, character. And at the end of the day, you really, really want to help them. Um, you know, before I was uh, the president of, of Loyalty Networking, I owned my own wedding business for almost 14 years, and it was a retail business. And, you know, I had hundreds of gowns in my store. And you would think every woman can find a gown in the store, right? But a lot of them couldn't. They just, they, they, we didn't have what they were looking for. And, and I coached and trained my staff to connect them to our friendly competitors who might have the dress that they're looking for or might have the actual design that they were looking for. I can't tell you how many referrals I would get from those brides that ultimately did not buy their wedding gown from us. <laughs> we, we sent them to somebody else who could better serve them. And because of that, we would get business over and over and over again from that same client. And you know that, that really is true service. That really is, you know, I think, true marksmanship in business and, and, and really needs to be carried over into networking. That, you, you take that and you do that in networking and the business will come to you. The referrals will come to you. Those are the, you, will, you will spark something in somebody and they will say, I want to be connected to that person for as long as I can be connected to that person for. It, it boils down to when you help somebody, it's our natural inclination to want to pay them back in some way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a referral is an amazing way to do that. And you, right. you hit it right on the head where you refer somebody out that came to you and you're like, okay, I can't, you know, like the wedding uh, dress. Mm-hmm. I can't help you, but here's, you know, here's somebody else. It'd be like the equivalent or I'm going into the GM dealer and the salesperson says, you know what, a Ford F-150 would be a better truck for you. Yeah. But go give Tom a call over at a local Ford dealership across the street. Uh, one, 
likely unheard of in that particular sector. Mm -hmm. But believe me, if I went into a GM dealership and they said you should go get the F-150 instead, I'm going to remember that. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell my friends, it's like they actually referred me to a competition. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you, need, right. if you need a vehicle, go talk to this individual and maybe, you know, they'll do that. And, right. and it's, it's just one of those things where our goal in coaching and consulting and things like that is to help people. And Absolutely. Whether we're doing it or we're helping others. I mean, go, I'll yeah. use an analogy on in healthcare for a moment because I used to be a, a administration in, in the healthcare sector and I was in a smaller community and our goal was to recruit physicians and bring more physicians into the area. Now, we had a clinic, but there were other clinics in the area too. And we, in our recruiting, lost a couple physicians during the interview process to the other clinics. The board of directors were beside themselves. They're irritated. They're mad. Why, did, why aren't they here? And I reminded them, I said, what's our, what's our mission here? To recruit physicians to our community. We've done that. Yes, they're not working here, but they're working right. in our community. So you have to think about this in a much bigger picture than Absolutely. just yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a bit of a mind shift for them. And I think most of them got it, but there were a couple I don't think that ever yeah. ever really bought into that, which of course, you know, limits the ability because if they're if they're emitting that energy, and I, I honestly feel that's it, is like if you're emitting this service but there's a selfish tone to it mm-hmm. people pick up on that maybe not right. consciously but subconsciously they will yes. and when when that happens it automatically gives them that i'm not mm-hmm. sure about this yeah that's exactly right i i totally agree with you um you know and, and to get back to what you were saying with gm and ford and, and is is that you know there's a genuineness a real like um, I can trust this person because they're willing to give up my business to better serve me somewhere else. I mean, that is like home run in terms of how to, how to serve your community, how to serve, uh, you know, people that you do business with your colleagues, associates, members of a networking group that you're part of. I mean, that is it in a nutshell. It is about being genuine. Yeah, genuine. And, you know, it's a great segue into, you know, moving from a transactional type of networking to relational. So yeah. I would love to hear your, your take on that and how you, you know, move it from the traditional, everybody thinks in networking, I'm going to go and I'm right. going to meet some people and they're going to buy stuff for me and life's going to be good. And I'm going to finally get that yacht and sail the seas. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. Well, you might, but you, you, it's going to, there's a better approach to it to get you right. out on that yacht a little bit sooner than later. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, I, I think one of the things that um, is really important for, for business people to do when they are going to start networking. I mean, some people are natural networkers and other people are not, they really have to work at it. Right. And maybe they need a coach. Maybe they need somebody like you to help them feel comfortable in that setting. But there's a couple things that I think really need to happen before you even step into a networking environment. The first is you have to be really clear on who your customer is, what your business is about, what is the service and product that you're offering to to the community? Do you have a clear sense of your goals? Have you written a business plan? Do you have a vision? Do you have a mission statement, right? Like if you don't have these components, how can you really be a great networker? How can you know what you can offer somebody else and then know what you might need from somebody else in business? So that's the 
first thing. And it seemed, you know, amazing to me. Uh, you know, I've, I've been an entrepreneur for many years and I've, I've coached other entrepreneurs and consulted. And it's amazing to me how many people don't even, they don't even do the basics. And so if you don't do the basics, they kind of just jump right in with both feet. You're really setting yourself up for failure. So that's the first, the more you know intimately about who you are and where you want to be in business, first of all, the better you can communicate it to other people, right? Your elevator pitch or whatever it is, if you know exactly who you are and where you want to be, it's so much easier to crystallize the message when you're talking to people. So that's key. The other part is do your research. You know, there's, there's so many different opportunities for networking and so many different types of networking. And if you are somebody that is looking for, again, those long-term relationships, that's really not so much about, can I get this referral tomorrow? There are, there are some groups, groups and opportunities that are going to better serve you than those that really are about passing the referral. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, okay? I mean, there's plenty of networking organizations that it is about, I want, what referral have you brought me this week? I think it's a very specific professional that 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 type of networking organization supports. So again, the more you know about who you are and what you want and what your needs are, the better you're going to be when you're sort of fielding how you're going to approach your, your networking. And then you have, like I said before, you have to make the commitment. You have to be consistent. The reality is if you are going to join a networking organization where you are paying to be a member, or maybe somebody has saved that spot for you, again, depending on the type of group, you might be the only realtor, you might be the only mortgage broker, you got to deliver, you have to, you have to show up, like everybody else is showing up. Uh, and, and, and do the work. I mean, the word work is in networking, <laughs> you, you have to, you have to put the work in. And when you do that, it automatically moves from transactional to, to relational, relational, I really think that the mind shift, you know, your mind shifts because you're focused on your long-term goals. You're focused on the vision for where you see yourself. And when you do that, you're not looking for that next transaction. You're really looking at the big picture. Um, so, and, and for me, to, all of that is strategy. All of it is strategy. It's, you've got to take the time to really figure out. And again, you, you said you're a coach. If I was somebody new in networking, I knew I needed networking to build my business. The first thing I do is hire a coach, <laughs> especially if I wasn't comfortable with it. I mean, there's plenty of people who are introverts that, that really need to network to grow their business. And so maybe they're not comfortable going out there on their own first. So having somebody like you um, would really, I think, set, help them create that foundation to be the best networker that they can possibly be. Yeah, it's crucial. And I, I'm a huge fan of you know, having coaches. I, I have coaches. I've had coaches uh, for different aspects of, of the work that I do. Um, even the podcast, you know, mm -hmm. I, I had coaches uh, to help me, you know, navigate how to do it and how to interview. And of course, you know, listening to talk radio, I have my, my favorite, you know, interviews um, that I listen to from time to time. And I totally steal from some of the ways <laughs> that they do it. And then, then, but, but most of it, you know, is, is, you know, just for myself and just doing it. And, mm -hmm. and I, I think what happens is when you go about it and the business case is a great example. You ask, you know, people, it's like, well, can I see your business case? I don't have one. I'm like, wait a minute it's like uh, then you're dealing with a hobby here you don't really mm -hmm. have a business yet yes you may be incorporated you may have all the tax filings and all that good stuff but you don't what do you want this business to do what, right. what's its goal you know what's its mm -hmm. mission who are you you know who's your 
your avatar? Who's your mm-hmm. audience? Who is that client? Who's your ideal client? Doesn't mean that if someone came along that doesn't fit that, you wouldn't work with them. But, right. You know, who who's your goal? Because it's literally if you if you're looking and say, okay, I need to find some clients or like a networking event. And this is a mm-hmm. tip that a friend of mine um, gave me a while ago when he attends those huge networking events where yeah. there's hundreds of people. He's like, you're not going to talk to hundreds of people mm-hmm. in a day. It's just not possible. Um, if you get access to who might be there, you know, pick a handful of people that you want to connect with and spend 30 to 45 minutes with that individual. Instead Absolutely. Of a, instead of a five minute, hey, how are you? You know, yeah, yep. the coffee's bad. Okay, good. Yeah. You know, how's the weather? <laughs> you know, all the all the stuff that people, the small talk stuff. That's right. But if you spend thirty minutes with somebody, they're going to remember you. Mm-hmm. They won't have to make a note on the business card on the back, right? Necessarily what you talked about. They're going to remember because you just gave somebody a half hour of your time, and yeah. that's that has an impact even if you don't do anything they're going to remember you so when they have a conversation they're going to say oh yeah what about this and you know it happens mm-hmm. to me all the time when i'm you know, talking with people about burnout and you know getting you know, back in control of your life and whatnot and having conversations with people that you know wouldn't be a client in all likelihood mm-hmm. but but i get referral notes and calls all the time from people it's like yeah I, kim said i should give you a call i'm like yeah oh, great awesome let's chat yeah. and mm-hmm. and what's going on and you know ask them probing questions and, and and see where they're at and and ask them where where you know they think you know they took a turn that headed down this particular mm-hmm. path that they're on if they know they may not and like okay well we can we can figure out that later but it you just you know, again, making a relational, you know, conversation Absolutely. instead of, well, I have a product that right. will do this and this and this. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, and you hear that yeah. and you, and you get it in all the sales pitches too. You do. And, you know, I think your friend hit the nail on the head. It's, um, you know, I have this 20 surefire tips to, to, for network, to have networking work for you. And one of the things that I always talk about is research and preparation, right? Uh, and when you're going to those huge networking events that are going to have 100 to 200 people, um, I, I always recommend who can you find out who's going to be there, right? In this group of people, can you find out who, who's, who's going to be there? Um, and pick some that you want to target and spend some quality time with because it is, you can still establish rapport and candor and the potential for a long-term relationship in a room of 200 people, but you have to approach it right. That's the key, right? You can't just go in and just ad hoc and be like, oh, let's see what happens. <laughs> um, and that, again, that's the difference between somebody who's successful networking and somebody who, networking doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. Well, have you really stepped back and figured out what you might be able to do differently to get it to work for you? And you might need some help and some assistance in that. You know, again, not everybody can do it on their own. They, they might need their their employees their team members consultants somebody to step in and help them with that um you know and and another piece of advice that i give to to small business owners is you know i do meet people that are like i just don't have the personality or the patience or the this or the that but i know i need to be out there okay well do you have a rock star employee do you have a manager do you have a leader on your team that would talk to a brick wall and can and can 
effectively convey the messaging about who you are as a business, like send them on their way, incentivize them, pay them extra. I don't know. But to just not do it is lazy. To me, it means that you're not taking your business seriously and you don't really want it to grow because you can find a tribe or even a person within your organization that's willing to go out there and represent your company and represent it well. I totally agree. And, you know, the gone are the days of I, I launched my business and here I am and everyone's going to pound down the door. Well, if they don't <laughs> know about you, they're not going to. And believe that's exactly me, exactly right. It's even now, I mean, even with social media and all the noise, I mean, yeah, you can take out, you know, Facebook ads and all that other stuff. But if you're not targeting the right people and getting in front of them in the right way in a, a relational type of aspect, you're really limiting uh, the growth of your organization. Uh, you got you to you get out there. You got to do the work. You do. You, know? you can't assume that everybody knows you. Okay. So I share this story all the time when I'm talking to people about networking and why it's so crucial. So I bought an existing business. When I bought my wedding business, the company I had bought had been in this market for 35 years. And then when I left the business, that same building, that same bricks and mortar store had now been there for 46 or 47 years. And I network for a living. I go out and I shake hands all day long. And so when people, you know, ask me, well, what did you do before you were the president of the Loyalist Networking? I'll say, oh, I, you know, I owned Maya Couture. It used to be Tiffany's Bridal. It's here forever. And they'd be like, what? And I'm like, you, you never heard of my business? And they're like, no. And I'm like, and I spent a lot of time networking when I had my retail business. That was my, networking was my number one marketing strategy for, for many reasons. Part of it was my name was on the building. So I was the face of the company. But I mean, people that have lived in this market all of their lives, I will still meet to this day, had no idea that there was a bridal shop on Military Highway for 46 years. And it, it that to me is like just, totally encompasses the reason why you always have to be networking. You cannot assume that people know you. If they don't need your product or your service at that moment, I can assure you they don't know you. Not everybody needs a wedding gown, right? Not, a, not everybody needs a tuxedo for a prom. So, you know, I, for me, it was like, and, and my client was constantly changing, was constantly, constantly turning over. So you have to commit to doing it all of the time because when you don't you're missing you're missing clients i mean you're missing potential business every day absolutely and you never know who would be looking when and so right. you, you got you got to be in the game and stay in the game because otherwise yeah. if you're on the sidelines you're not in the game and that's yeah, exactly things right things aren't going to grow for sure yeah so. i have loved our conversation today where can people find out more about you and the awesome work you're doing sure absolutely so uh our website is uh loyaltynetworking.com uh, or uh, you can email me. It's Maya at loyaltybrands.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. It's Maya Holohan on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with people on LinkedIn, um, but that's the best way to reach me. Awesome. And I'll have that in the show notes. And please don't spam Maya with sales pitches in her <laughs> yeah, messages. Um, because that means you just, you just fast forwarded to the end of this episode just to get That's contact right. information. So go back and rewind from the beginning and hear what we talked about. So loved our conversation exactly. today. Thanks so much for, for your time Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Likewise. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. 
If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.